Sometimes we live life in the middle of a storm, left out in the open, exposed to the elements. No matter where we look, protection seems miles away. Shelter feels out of reach. Lately, these storms have grown stronger, more intense, more difficult to bear. Where do we look when we can't see the way forward? How do we find safe harbor? In the midst of the ebb and flow, God promises to be our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble. In our most desperate moments, we can rest safely behind the rock of our salvation. Protected by the shadow of His wing, Yes, life has its troubles, but our God is a mighty fortress, our stronghold, our refuge. And the reading is Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, reading from the NIV Bible. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let the meat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth, let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows, God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. I'm going to be looking at Jonah today and I want to look particularly at three things. Just like Jonah, we can learn from our mistakes, we can learn from our attitude 
and we can learn from God's attitude. So that's what I want to look at this morning. When Oliver Cromwell viewed the portrait for which he had posed, he was offended. His face was depicted with a perfect complexion, much like that of a modern photograph or looking on Zoom. Where are the warts, he asked. The reply was that the artist had removed them. Cromwell demanded that the portrait be repainted and relegated to history. Bible characters too have warts and flaws, and as disciples we're no different. And nor was Jonah and most of the saints in the Bible. Jonah famously ran from God's call to preach to the people of Nineveh and was drawn back by a huge fish. And like most of us, he learned from his mistakes. He was given a second chance by God and he took the bull by the horns the second time that God asked him. When God gave him his second chance, he called him to preach to the people of Nineveh again in chapter 3. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh. After Jonah had let God down, God wonderfully gave Jonah a second chance. He didn't have to. He could have chosen someone else. And this verse demonstrates a completely transformed attitude and response. Jonah's own repentance ultimately brought about the repentance of the king of Nineveh and the Ninevites, and all because God gave Jonah a second chance. Our God is a God of second chances. Most people are more familiar with the, verse, the first verse of Jonah, the one where it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. And in life too, we often concentrate on the faults and the failures rather than the good things. And the fact is that Jonah went obediently on the second chance. Previously, Jonah had headed for Tarshish, far more exciting, a city where he could look for success and wealth and adventure, far better than speaking to a wicked people. And so Jonah had run away. But this second chance gave him a second opportunity. It's not difficult to understand when we compare Jonah's task to be called to the wicked people to today. Gun shootings in school, who'd want to be a teacher? Prime ministers assassinated, who'd want to be a politician? War in a European country, who'd want to volunteer for the services of the army? I wonder too if sometimes you've tried step, sidestepping God's call too. Maybe you're filled with regrets, shame and embarrassment about past failures. But our God is a God of second chances and opens a door of grace every single time. And you are offered today a second chance just as I am. And so Jonah learned from his mistakes and we can learn from our mistakes too. Jonah ran away from the Lord, but he came running back the second time. He's a changed man on the second occasion. Even our mistakes can sometimes hold something positive. He came back a stronger Christian, a stronger believer, sorry, a stronger follower of God. Secondly, we need to learn from our attitude. 
What is our attitude like this morning, I wonder? Jonah had an attitude, but he worked on it and overcame it. He went from judging the wicked, running away from them and God's call to obedience. There were two factory workers talking one day and one said to the other, I know how to get some time off from work. How do you think you'll do that, said the other. Well, he proceeded to show him by climbing up to the rafters and hanging upside down. The boss walked in at that moment. He saw the worker hanging from the ceiling and asked him, what on earth are you doing? I'm a light bulb, answered the guy. I think you need some time off, said the boss. So the man jumped down and walked out of the factory and went home. The second worker began walking out too. But the boss asked him, where do you think you're going? Oh, I'm going home, he said. I can't work in the dark. I doubt that pair got promotion. You see, our attitude determines our altitude. If we have the right attitude, God may promote us to do tasks for him that we never thought possible. Jonah had judged people unfairly. His attitude had been a wrong one. He hadn't even visited Nineveh to make that judgment. He'd run away from the wicked people, believing they were beyond redemption, believing they were a Gentile city. He, bought, he believed that they were beyond grace and judged them unfairly. He had an attitude that needed to change. I wonder if we sometimes judge people unfairly or we deem them as being unworthy of God's mercy or people that don't deserve to have faith. Jonah learned that his attitude was a wrong one and he learned it through God's love. And secondly, he was afraid. He was afraid of God's call and the trouble it might lead him into. You know, as God calls us to do things for him, he sometimes has to deal with our attitude, our judgmental attitude or being afraid of serving him and learning that God is a God of grace. What God really longs for is enthusiastic obedience. And I wonder if sometimes we are reluctant, we lack enthusiasm like Jonah. But God says, I'm going to give us all a second chance. A missionary translator was on a missionary to a tribe out in the sticks, needing to translate the gospel into a language that they understood. But it seemed that as he was translating the gospel, that there was no word for obedience, which he felt was really important. And this was a virtue that they seldom practiced, the practice of, of obedience. And one day while this missionary was walking through the village pondering, he lost his dog. So putting two fingers in his mouth, he gave a loud whistle. And almost immediately the dog bounded up and ran to the master's side. And a villager who was looking on said in the local tongue, Ah, your dog is all ears, isn't he? And at once the missionary was given the word for obedience by the tribe himself. It's about being all ears, being all ears to God, being obedient, listening for his call and listening to the way ahead. Thirdly, we need to learn from God's attitude. And scripture tells us here that God's attitude was one of care, it's one of love, care for the sinners, care for the wickedness, care for the people who are oppressed, care for evil and wickedness to be conquered. 
And that's why he called Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness had come up before him. And that's what we find in Jonah 1 verse 2. God's attitude was one of care and one of second chances. He didn't give up on the people of Nineveh, however wicked they were, nor did he give up on Jonah in his own wickedness. For Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, as we know. And we find that in 1 Timothy 1.15. God had an attitude of love which didn't let go of Jonah and did not write him off. And that's why he asked Jonah in the first place, because he knew he had the potential. He knew that he was reliable. So God told Jonah that a calamity was going to overcome Nineveh. And should they not repent? Well, what is a calamity? I would say that the greatest calamity of all is to lose sight of God. And in their wickedness, they were about to lose sight of God completely. They were a nation that had turned its back on God. And that's the calamity that Jonah needed to address. The Telegraph had an article recently and it outlined all that was seen in the world. And it said, the world is falling apart. This is the Telegraph. It's not a Christian um, sermon. It's the Telegraph. It says, Russian tanks are racing over European borders. Deadly wildfires are engulfing Spanish, French and English homes and fields among record temperatures. And there's heat stress and global warming. A gunman has been shooting dead 19 American children in their classroom. There is lawlessness. There are people queuing for days for food and for fuel across the world. Fuel, fuel, sorry, fuel bills are doubling. A former Japanese Prime Minister has been assassinated on a street corner. Again today, we hear of another assassination attempt. Then there's a global pandemic which continues to linger and leaves people nervous and afraid. We see another threat of monkeypox on the corner, just about to um, take over the world or to, to be a threat to health. Then there's Putin's weaponization of grain supplies, meaning that food prices are being pushed up by 50% in two years. And then there's a the conflict and turmoils in other countries like Syria, the Dem Democratic Republic of Congo, Colombia, Afghanistan and Yemen. And it means that nearly 60 million people have left their homes. And if you add all that to global warming, we can see that things are not in a good place. We see wickedness we see difficulty. And the independent points out that these things seem a lot worse than they were in the past. Many people say, oh, it's happened before, it's happened again. But actually, things seem to be getting worse, all part and parcel of God's prophecies for the end times, however long that lasts, could be hundreds and thousands of years. But they are signs of the end times. On the other hand, next to this wickedness, we see that Christianity is on the decline. The world is becoming more lawless. We see God called Jonah to speak to the wickedness, to speak into the world problems. As a church, that's what you and I are called to do as well, to speak into the wickedness. We are called to turn people back to the right path, to turn them away from calamity of not knowing God, 
to show them the second chance that God offers them, despite wickedness, despite their failures. And the best way to know that grace is to have experienced it ourselves. This is why Jonah was the right person. He was forgiven. He'd put his mistakes in the past and God could use him better because he could then identify with the people he was ministering to. And so through Jonah, we learn that we can learn from our mistakes. It's okay to learn from our mistakes. In actual fact, making mistakes without learning from them is a far worse scenario. Secondly, may we learn from and evaluate our own attitudes. Are they in tune with God? And finally, may we learn from God's attitude, one of love, one of grace, one of mercy and understanding, and one who always gives us a second chance. Amen.
in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs>